All right. Podcast <laughs> intro run through. We can totally do this in one take. I believe it. You ready? Mm-hmm. Podcast intro take one. Welcome to Nothing Confidential, the podcast. I'm Kristen Henke, hostess with the mostest, matcha snob, and unapologetically bad at small talk. Seriously, <laughs> tell me about your childhood. What the fuck, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that would take. Did I miss I'm something? ready. I'm really ready. <laughs> You're like, and I'm, I'm Joe. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do this. I'm ready. I think I'm going to put this in there. <laughs> I almost feel like we should just go into your. <laughs> yeah, do it. Just do- okay. Welcome guys to another confidential. I'm Kristen. <laughs> and who are you? I'm Joe. I'm ready. Let's do this. Let's just go. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, mm. fuck it. We're going live. We're going to leave. <laughs> We're going to leave all that in there. Hey guys, I'm so excited to be back. It is at the time that this is going to hit your beautiful ear holes. It is inauguration day. Mm. So that's alignment. That's beautiful. A lot of good shit happening today. Yeah. And we're starting season two of nothing confidential. And as you guys know, I am bringing on one of my bestest friends in the world, my work wife, Joe <laughs> Encarnacion, as my co-host. She is a fucking queen. I cannot wait for us to just dig into this year and all of these conversations. And I really wanted this conversation to be a chance for my OG community to get to know Joe so that you can love her as much as I do, so that you <laughs> feel like you are in good hands. I, we've been joking about how it feels kind of like we're like these high vibe single parents out in the world. And like, we've been dating for a while and it's getting really serious. And now I want her to meet my kids. And so I'm like, this is the meet the kids conversation. <laughs> this is like a marriage. This is yeah, definitely this is like a, a co-parenting situation yeah, coming on board. Yeah. <laughs> kind of awesome. So Joe, it's kind of awesome. Um, welcome as your official first day as Yay. official co-host, not like unofficial <laughs> co-host. <laughs> oh God. It's so good to be back. It's so good to be in this creative space. It's, I mean, it's an honor to not only grace your podcast multiple times last season, but to also now be right alongside you having these our podcast. really <laughs> beautiful conversations. And yes, our podcast. Ugh. Holy shit. <laughs> it feels surreal and magical. And, you know, you guys know that we love to keep it real up in here, super unfiltered, super mm-hmm. uncut. So Joe and I didn't even, we didn't really go over bullet points for today. The whole point of this, this hang <laughs> was to just like get in the groove and welcome all of you back and just get a feel for Joe. And we actually, actually last year we recorded a really intimate and who knows, maybe we'll actually release it at a later date, but we recorded a really intimate (laughs) episode with just the two of us after I had Joe and her husband, Jonathan on the show midway through the year last year. And a lot of shit went down in your personal life after we recorded and it didn't feel, um, right or valid to post a lot of the conversation. And so we actually skipped and we didn't ever release that episode. So 
Joe, why don't you tell us kind of what has been going on in your life since (laughs) the last time you came on nothing confidential with your husband, Jonathan, to talk about your open marriage and your like 18 year marital dynamic. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so many things happened. Um, I mean, the pandemic hit, (laughs) which is, I think the huge thing that happened for a lot of us. And it gave me a really beautiful yet just like gut opening and gut wrenching and heart opening opportunity to really look at what's in front of me and to really, 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 really get into true alignment with myself. And, you know, honestly, there have been plenty moments and we've talked about this, not only in me and John's previous podcast, The Hella Married, and, you know, we've shared about this online where our marriage, our relationship was never perfect. And we never wanted to show people this idea of a perfect marriage. I mean, we were real and we were raw and we were messy. And I think underneath of it all, the thing that I I guess like was never really discussed or maybe I just wasn't sure how to really, really talk about it authentically was there were just parts that I just was not happy about. I mean, there's, there's no other, there's no need to like, overcomplicate that. It's just, there were things I was not happy about in the marriage. And at some point in June, July of last year, we got into a a fight and funny enough, like it was a big fight, but it was also a little fight. Like it wasn't over something crazy. I mean, we've fought about obviously the infidelity. We fought about opening up the marriage and those things were gigantic things. This thing that we fought over was super small yet the root of it or beneath of all that was a gigantic wound for me that I just never was able to really heal from. And it was one of those things where after that fight in July, I was like, I do not want to be back in this pattern anymore at all. I just don't want to keep cycling like this. And I fucking stood up for myself and I was like, I don't want to be married. Yeah. I just don't. And I don't want to be married to you. I don't want to be married to this perpetuating problem that we keep on having. Um, I just need to like leave it behind. And it was hard. Um, so it's been a it's been a messy, fucked up moment. I mean, it was like, let's go launch a podcast where we're also going to not only talk about our life and our relationship, and then let's also tell the world that we're non-monogamous and that you've been polyamorous for the last two years. And now it's like a couple months later, oh yeah, let's get a divorce. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> so for everyone listening, who's not like living it. I mean, yeah, it's really fucking tricky to be like, okay, like, yes, we've been doing this. This has been our life for two years, but everyone else just found out about it. And so then to come out, you know, what seems like two weeks later and say, we're getting divorced. Like my primary partner and I are getting divorced. You know, I'm sure there was, I mean, there's a lot of shit that goes with that, but you're just kind of like, oh, and of course, because everyone, at least in what I was noticing in the comments and stuff, it was kind of like, oh, is this because your open marriage experiment failed kind of thing? And it was like, no, the shit that broke (laughs) up this marriage has been here for as long as the marriage has been in existence, actually. But everybody loves to, everyone loves to find like, they want divorce to be about one thing. That is something I've noticed of all of my friends who have gone through divorce. Mm. It's like, they want to pinpoint, they want to hang it. They want something to blame it on. Like 
the sex was bad or the communication was bad or, you know, his family was horrible or he didn't have good boundaries or she was this or they were that. And, you know, it's, it's never that it's always death by a thousand cuts. I feel like when a, when a deep relationship like that, when you decide to walk away from it. Yeah. It's a seven layer fucking bean dip. Yeah, is what it is. <laughs> like it's a seven layer bean dip where, you know, you're like, oh, is it the sour cream? No, that's not quite it. Maybe it's the salsa. No, it's the other it's flavors. all of it giving you the fucking farts. All of it. <laughs> Those yeah, on their own, I mean, kind of agitating, but all together, that is a that is a fart attack. <laughs> yeah, that's my fart attack. It Sorry. is. It is funny. No, no, no. It's cool. I mean, I'm the one who brought in the seven layer bean dip. Um, <laughs> then I went like 12 year old and started talking about farts. And I, I really, I think it's because James is really obsessed with farts right now. She laughs at her own farts. And then she laughs when Mike farts. And it's one of the funniest things that I have had the privilege of witnessing lately. So we're really into farts in our house. at this moment. Olivia has been into her butt lately too. She was like, left, Butts left are great. cheek. Yeah. <laughs> my left cheek. I'm like, Oh, your left cheek, like your cheek, cheek on your face. She's like, no, my butt cheek. I was like, Oh, we're, we're there. Yeah. Great. We're it's awesome. Butt, mom. Yeah. 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 You know, I, yeah, I think it's true. So many people want to pinpoint it on one thing. They really do. And just like every relationship, it's complex. There's so many complexities. And and at the end of the day, I think when I think about our relationship dynamic, I mean, you can blame it on so many different things and, or you can, you know, you could, you could put causes or reasons or whatever. And a lot of things I've been hearing from a lot of people when I'm, when I'm telling them that we're no longer going to be married, they're just like, well, I mean, you guys did get together so young. And yes, while that's the truth, there is that definite truth there that we got together so young. We didn't really know ourselves um, at all. There was also the, I just was growing and evolving into a different woman. And as much as I desired my partner to come along with me, I really don't know if his true essence, everything that's layered underneath of him, not the things that we're working on, but the things that's really, truly deeply in his core is really ready to step up into that growth. Yeah. And there's even, even if it, you know, even compatibility, like there were certain things where I remember even, I mean, when you guys were married, you were like talking about potentially like, what would it be like to live together apart? Because he wants to go to Hawaii yeah. and live on an Island. And I don't want to do that. And like, we're married, but we also have to figure out how we can be our most authentic, happy selves. And like those conversations were happening before the divorce right. ever came into the picture. So, right. Right. you know, I think there was like a fundamental level where you two were growing in separate directions and you know, ultimately you made the really conscious decision to continue forward, like as separate entities and to dissolve your romantic partnership and pursue conscious co-parenting together. Yeah, it's been a journey. Um, It's been hard. Uh, It wasn't easy. And, you know, I think one of the things that I always get a question about um, from a lot of people is like, how did you know that it was time to like leave? Or when did you know that your, your marriage should be over? And, and the thing that I keep talking about, or the thing that I keep drawing back to is like, I don't think it's a knowing in your head. It's a knowing in your body. Yeah. It's a deep knowing in your body. I mean, this is day two, literally in my new house. And so, you know, it's funny because the first night I woke up, I was in tears, just that my body felt relaxed and she felt 
calm and she felt relief. And I even remember texting you, I think a couple of days ago, a couple of days yeah. ago. This is what like, relief feels like. I was like, holy <laughs> shit, I feel relief. <laughs> and like, it was a huge celebration mainly because I hadn't felt that since I've acknowledged that I wanted to walk away from the marriage in July. And that full deep sense of relaxation, I normally feel when I'm on vacation, when I'm away from John, when I'm with my partner, Chris, when I'm with my kids without John, um, when I'm with my friends, when I'm being in my most authentic self, when I'm just expressing myself, when I'm free to be me, when I can speak my truth, when I don't have to hide or choke back the words because I'm scared about whether or not it's going to make someone feel small or insecure. It's a sense of like, holy shit, I'm liberated in my body. My body feels fully relaxed to exist as her own self. And that's a feeling that like, I didn't even really know that I could have until I knew I could have it. And Mm -hmm. so when people say, when did you know that it was like time to walk away from your marriage? My body told me, my body told me she was frightened. She was shut down. She was tight. She was always restricted. She was always ready for a fight, a freeze, a fucking fawn response. It was like every little traumatic response that your body typically showcases, I was showcasing it. (laughs) I was like, wow, this is not how a normal nervous system needs to be acting. Yeah. This is not how we thrive in our bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, I mean, part of it was like the the deep work that I was doing and then also having a lot of reflections back from my clients when I would be speaking to them about their sexuality, about their relational wounds, about their inner childhood wounds. And I would hear myself and I would, and I would think to myself, holy shit, I'm giving this deep advice and wisdom to other women. That I I am not taking. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, I am not living by these words right now. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and for me, I mean, you and I, we always talk about integrity and how important Mm -hmm. that is for us to be in alignment for ourselves and for the people that we serve. And that was it. I was like, I cannot be in service to my kids, to my community, to my clients, to myself, to my partners, if I am not in full alignment of what is important to me. Mm. And that was like the fucking like truth that blew it all open for me. I was like, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. (laughs) Well, it's so interesting too, because like as your friend, like noticing and seeing everything happening from close up, it also when you're out of alignment and this like just came to me, so (laughs) there may not be anything to back this up, but I'm feeling like at least in my personal life, this is true. When I am out of alignment, even the ways in which I am coping by like with being out of alignment are out of alignment. Oh, 1000%. So like I saw you reaching for coping mechanisms and I'm like, this is not even the shit that you would offer anybody else from the toolkit. Mm -hmm. Like if they were going through this very same situation. And like, I know, like I do that when I'm doing something that's out of alignment and it's failing miserably, I reach for like shitty coping mechanisms that keep the spiral going. Whereas like right now I feel like I'm super tapped in and super in alignment in a lot of ways. And you'll hit like a a stump, but like you're, you're vibing with that higher version of you and you're able to access all of those high vibe tools to help you move through it and work through it. Like, what do you think about that? (laughs) I feel like that just dropped in on me. Yeah, no, I love that. And, and I, you know, it's true because there was a time where 
I, I was, I remember I was like, I was drinking wine to drink wine to numb. Yeah. Like it was like, I, I'm, I'm fucking tired of this shit. I'm, I need a fucking glass of wine. And you know, I love, I love me some champagne. I love me some wine. I have a really great relationship with wine where it's really, really healthy. Same. Where I yeah. drink it <laughs> I have a to- great relationship with the wine. <laughs> <laughs> I drink it to enjoy, yeah. you know, I drink it to celebrate and I drink it with good energy and good intention for that. The moment I remember starting to drink it because I was just so stressed out being at home yeah, was a sign. Yeah, It was like, Oh, that's a thing. Yeah. And same thing when it went to like cannabis and, you know, in California, we can use cannabis. It's, it's, it's legal to use it here. So I do use it for sleep here too. Now. Nice. Illinois. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> there were moments where I was like, I knew I was using it to overly medicate, to overly numb, to not feel. Um, and I was like, oh God, like this is not a path that I want to be on. It's really not a path I want to be on. And it's never to the point where it gets self-destructive at all. Like I, again, like I said, I have a good relationship with it, but the ability to recognize when it becomes a celebration to then a tool to just suppress. Yeah. When you go from a substance to celebrate, to suppress, that's when, you know, you need to check something that is not in alignment with your actual soul. Yeah. And for anybody listening right now who is going through something fucking hard and you are leaning on like whatever crutches available to you to cope, like huge compassion. There's zero fucking judgment here for all of this. This is just like bringing awareness to patterns and calling things out betwixt very intimate friends. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I mean, like if you are drinking wine because things are shitty right now, like we love you, we don't care. Like as take care of you. Totally. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Do what you got to do. Do what you got to do. There's no judgment. We got you. We're here for you. Yeah. Yeah. It was just one of those, it was just one of those things in conversation with other friends. It was just like, fuck, I need a glass of wine. And the moment you start seeing those kinds of things, because it's out of stress, it's not even like, let's have a glass of wine. Let's celebrate. You know, the kind of energy that you're actually putting into your body is not something that's kind. Yeah. It's not something high vibe at all you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to pivot us just a little bit because I do feel like we're going to come, we're definitely going to come back and we're going to do like an epic divorce, like conversation with like lots of tools and we're still like swirly and like you're moving through, but like, I know that even in a couple more months, like there's going to be such an incredible amount of just awareness and perspective from this whole process that we're going to be able to offer. And it's going to be such a beautiful gift to the community because people are going through the shit all every fucking day. So I think that's incredible. And so, yeah, like biggest update is Joe's getting divorced and moved out of her house. And there's like a lot of shit happening. Join, (laughs) join the podcast officially. There's like so much stuff happening that I kind of wanted you to speak to the audience like directly from your heart about why you agreed mm. to come on this crazy ride with me and like how this came to be. Cause you yeah. had your own podcast that was doing so well based yeah. on your marriage and like, there was a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so I would just love for you to share with them directly, like why you felt called to the mission and vision of nothing confidential mm. and what you hope to bring to the space. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, my old podcast, which is still tentatively still on hold, yeah. um, just depending on this, if we decide to ever pick up those messy conversations again, who knows? We might, we might, we might, we might not, but you know, nothing confidential, um, for me when we, when we first connected, when we first met and we just got on the phone, I felt such a deep, like 
rooted connection with you. I mean, it was cosmic connection to the point where we were talking almost every week to like every immediately. Yeah. (laughs) Immediately (laughs) after. And it was, and you could feel it. You can sense it. You were like, it was just one of those feelings where you're like, oh my God, we really need to be recording our conversations because holy shit, we vibe on the same level. We talk about the same things. We have a, a deep mission and desire for women and all women of all sorts who really just want to feel liberated in their thoughts, liberated in their stories, break away from shame, unlearn some of the things that they were conditioned to learn what it like what it meant to be a woman. And I think for me, like the reason why this felt just so in alignment was because our soul's mission is also the same. And it was one of those things where it was like, we're doing the same thing. We have a podcast to get, like we have separate podcasts. We have conversations constantly together. We might as well be doing this together. Like we might as well just join forces, bring our powers together, use them for cosmic orgasmic good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that was, I think for me, like it was just this draw, like there was just this feeling that this was the next right thing. And also there was this feeling of like, the next iteration of whatever the world needs to evolve into needs to have this strong, energetic, like matriarch in the rising. And what better two fucking matriarchs in the rising than the (laughs) two of us to really do this in a platform that allows us to speak our truth and also dive into some of the most scariest conversations so that we could just bring a little bit of comfort and safety for those out there who just need that place to let your hair down, grab a glass of wine, grab a glass of tea, grab some kombucha, grab some champagne, whatever you're grabbing. Yeah. Whatever you're grabbing. (laughs) Maybe your titties. Grab your ass. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe your titties. Um, And to just just be permission fucking granted, you know, to just be in the space. And I think, I think, yeah, for me, that was that. And I love, I love that our communities already feel um, like they're going to learn a lot. Like I know, I know when I've been slightly little, like slightly giving these little teasing moments on my stories, people are like, I can't wait for this. I'm so ready for this. And I'm <laughs> like it's coming back, bitches. <laughs> I know. Oh, and I'm so, I'm so excited to be back. It feels amazing. And honestly, you know, from my side, like, yes, multiple conversations. I know at one point we had a conversation where like I was doing my podcast and you were doing your podcast and you're like, we need to fucking do a project together. And like, my first thought was I have a baby and I am barely getting an episode out every week. Like there's no fucking way I can do two podcasts. Like that's mm, not going to happen. Yeah. And then like the more we talked, it just, in my mind, I, I mean, I was getting like direct downloads and messages, but I was just kind of like, there's no reason, like, there's no reason because what are we going to talk about? We're going to go talk about all the shit that I should, (laughs) should, and want to be talking about on nothing confidential. And I was like, this just needs to, this, these worlds need to collide. Like we need to come together, you know, team up. And the thing that I instantly loved about Joe was that she has the same different, but the same, like no judgment, 
open arms, open heart, open mind, like willing to go into the uncomfortable stuff, like willing to sit in it, willing to dig through it. If you need to willing to mirror, like she is able to hold such beautiful space in a way that I knew would only deepen the support and the nourishment and like the energy in the space that we've all created here already, because I never, like I would stay alone forever rather than bring somebody in here. Who's going to lower the vibe or like bring in something that is going to feel less supportive or, you know, whatever. Like I would never do that to the show. Like it's so close to my heart. And I think what we've built together so far is really special And I knew that Joe would only bring more to it. Like there, there was literally nothing to lose and everything to fucking gain. Mm -hmm. That's giving me so many chills all over. I know I've had chills. (laughs) It's giving me so many chills chills basically the whole time too. And when you say that we, our souls literally have the same mission, you guys, I need to tell you some creepy things first. Joe and I, not only are we like the same, if you guys are into human design and if you're not, you will be, cause we're going to bring on people to talk about human design this year. Yes. But if you know what human design is, like, not only are we the same type, like we're generators, we're the same profile. We're both mm-hmm. six, two generators, which yep. is really fucking specific. <laughs> um, also Joe got me into like numerology, which I barely <laughs> scratched the surface of. We have the same life path number, which okay. is nine. nine. <laughs> Oh, and then on the pattern, the pattern app. Oh God, on the pattern. We're soulmates on the pattern. Yeah, we were, we had past life love connections. So yes. we were definitely- So we were literally married lives. or, yeah, we were literally married. I mean, we have a stronger romantic connection on the pattern than my husband and I do. And I like put his stuff in there and it like doesn't look good, y'all. So we're just gonna to- <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> some things are, you know, conscious choice and showing up and working every day. And then some things are just like- they're just, they're just meant to chemistry. be. They're just meant to be. It's destiny. destiny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I mean, you know, we, uh, throughout the last like what year, almost year since almost we've known year. each other. Yeah. And that's nice. It has now. literally been almost a year. Yeah. It's Cause it was like, I mean, James was tiny. She was like three months old, maybe mm. the first time. And that was fun too. Cause I followed yeah. your podcast from my podcast and you sent me a message and we're like, we should be on each other's podcast. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, it's Joe. Cause I've been following you for a while. And I was like, Oh shit. And then you sent me like a voice memo. And I was like, Holy shit. This bitch sent me a voice memo, like direct. <laughs> and I like had a little like nerdy freak out moment. And then I like messaged her back. And the next thing I know, we're talking about like fucking postpartum and like all and sex and all the stuff. And like three days later, we're like talking about, I mean, literally there was nothing that was not talked about. Yeah. Like, all right. Yeah. Well, here we are. It's just when, you know, you know, <laughs> Our bodies I mean, knew. I mean, like also like morning walk and talks, like yes. how many walk and talks would we so have? So many walk and talks, so many miles. <laughs> I need so like a new busy. shoes. Which reminds me, shoes. I do have beautiful areas to walk and talk in this space. So Fantastic. it's going to be awesome. Great. Be awesome. But yeah, I mean like that. And then also just like, <laughs> I just remember thinking whenever we'd get on the phone, I'm like, fuck, this woman like knows me. <laughs> <laughs> I know your soul. <laughs> amazing. But no, I think, I think, you know, 2021 is going to be, I mean, it's going to be fire. Like it's, I, mm-hmm. I can't wait. I was to, about to say lit. So that's, there yeah. you go. <laughs> I cannot wait. It's going to be lit on fire. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be so exciting. I can't wait to just bring a different dynamic to this perspective. I cannot wait to also, you know, I think, I think what's really beautiful about, about you and I is there is a 
beautiful like synergy between us. And then also there's enough space where we're a little bit different. Oh yeah. And we come at things in a different, with a different perspective, with a different lens. I mean, I happen to be a woman of color. I'm first generation Filipino American. And so there's a lot of things that even in the conversations around sex, I'm still learning a lot of these things and unlearning a lot of things and looking at it from a lens of a woman who has been not only oppressed because she's a woman, but also oppressed because she's a woman of color who's had to deal with 400 years of colonization and having to like unlearn all of that generational and cultural trauma has mm-hmm. been a journey too. Yeah. And so bringing that into light of just that perspective is going to be a really awesome thing for nothing confidential. Yeah. I mean, and on the other side of that, like <laughs> tall, white, blonde American over here, like I am grateful for the opportunity, like in our personal relationship, but then now also on this public platform to create even more space to represent and give voice to so many other people, so many other experiences. And I'm just so excited to share the mic with you and elevate conversations from women of color from all over. I want this to feel like a safe space where that truly belongs. And it's one thing for me to sit here by myself as like the face of the whole thing and say that I'm like open to doing that. And it's another thing to literally share the mic. And so I feel so honored that you are willing and excited to bring your unique experiences and your perspectives and all of the the depth and the richness that you bring um, in educating, you know, me and our audience. Like I'm so mm. excited. Yeah. I can't wait. It's going to be so cool. I mean, I just, (laughs) so much of 2021 in this next season is going to be so amazing. So wait, what are we, aside from the things that we know we're going to talk about, what else are we bringing to the table for, for our, for our fellow listeners and our fellow community? I mean, we're going to talk, I think we're going to talk about everything. We're going to, we are going to keep a pretty like solid lens of like sexuality because that is both of our, like, that's our bread and butter, honey. Like Mm -hmm. we both, that's our thing. We fucking love it. Like gotta be here for that. But I just think I keep thinking about like shifting power and paradigms. Like those Mm. words keep coming up for me. And like sex is a currency, just like money is a currency, just like, you know, there's all these different things. And so I want to break down conversations that anyone who identifies with womanhood, you know, Mm. it doesn't matter how that came to be, but anyone who identifies with being a woman, like feeling intimidated about having certain conversations, whether it's talking about politics, talking about wealth and the, um, you know, amassing of wealth, talking about, you know, race and gender and like all of these different things, anything that women have kind of like gotten squeamish about and like kind of tucked into the shadows because men typically dominate those conversations and it hasn't felt safe to join in. It hasn't felt safe to add your perspective to the topic. It hasn't felt safe because you don't feel like maybe you're educated enough or you're confident enough. Like I want to make those conversations also accessible because it's stuff that we should all be talking about. It's part of regaining our full sovereignty as a woman, not just our sexual sovereignty, but all of these other aspects as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's interesting because the one thing that I keep thinking about, and I, and I, I always like think about this as like my full like life's mission about all the things that I do, but I just want to bring conversations to the table that are 
when our fe- when our daughters are our age, there's no fucking shame for them yeah. to be having those conversations. It's like the most normal that, thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. And that takes women like you and I breaking those ceilings for them so that they at least can grow past that. Yeah. And I'm really, really excited about that. I'm really excited about having those conversations here. I'm stoked on bringing a bunch of different, you know, guests that we can have here, but also just having a shit ton of fun. I I think like, (laughs) I think, you know, I think sometimes, you know, for, for a lot of women, we feel, and I I know this to be true for myself, but I feel like I have to be buttoned up or a certain kind of way just so that I can feel quote unquote, like professional and shit. But like the reality is women Girls do love to have fun. Cindy yeah, Lauper had she she said it first and right. One. Yeah. <laughs> she had something on that one. <laughs> and I would sing a little, but I don't want to get into like trademark trouble or anything. So we're not gonna <laughs> copyright infringement or whatever. <laughs> you be but yeah, you know, stuff. like I'm 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 just like I'm pumped for that. Like I think just having a lot of fun on this show and and yeah. Yeah. And I I think just putting it all out there on the table. You guys are, you've been along for the ride since day one. Like since I showed up and was like, Hey, I don't know a freaking thing about podcasting. Also, I just had a baby. So we'll see how that goes. And it was, <laughs> this has been a very like trial by fire situation from the get go. And so we're bringing a level of that, you know, this season, this is the first time I've ever dealt with a co-host. So we are learning how to flow in conversation as a twosome <laughs> instead of solo. And, you and know, it's bringing on thirds. It'll be threesomes. And then having threesomes and then like remembering that we brought people here to talk to them. So like, we can't be the ones talking the whole time, even though we're so excited to talk to each other nonstop. And like, so there's dynamics that we're still working out. So just give us grace. You guys, like you always do, like you're so wonderful about doing, we're so grateful that you're here and that you have been such good sports and so supportive. And like, we love participation. You guys were amazing last year about, you know, writing in and messaging and sending DMS when you really connected with a topic or when you saw yourself in a story that was being told. And I want even more of that. I want to hear from you guys all the freaking time. Like, please blow us up. Joe, me, like send us messages, tell us what you want us to talk about. Tell us how we can support you, how we can represent you better. Like we want to hear from you. We want to be engaged with you. This is a dialogue. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I've always believed that it's our stories that break apart the shame. It's our stories. It's our story. It's our lived experience, our human experience. And the more that we can invite that human experience to breathe, to have a place to actually heal, to have a place to just speak, that's when we can really, really bring on some big, deep ass transformation, not only in the, in your own lives, but in the lives of others and in the lives of those who may or may not be ready for it yet. And that's also okay too, whether or not they're ripe to to listen or, or, you know, still kind of like on the tree waiting to like blossom and grow, but we want to hear from you. Like Kristen said, we want this to be an open dialogue. We want this to be a community. We want this to be something where you could just pull up a fucking chair as if you're right in front of us and be like, Hey, we (laughs) have this thing (laughs) that we want to talk about, but we're not really sure. So can you guys like maybe add some color to it and like bring forth some life to it? We want that space for you. This is, this is that space. Yeah. 
we are also available for takedowns. So, you know, if you need <laughs> us to get anyone, like you just send us the deets and we will handle it in, in swift fashion. <laughs> yeah, but the, for sure. but the show is, I mean, the show is built on that Anne Voskamp quote that I love, which is shame dies when stories are told in safe mm. places. And we aspire to be a safe place for, for you and for your stories to be told and reflected. And we hope that by adding, you know, these different, these different life experiences, these different layers, this depth to the show that more of you will be able to recognize yourself and your own struggles and your own triumphs, like in the stories that are being shared here in the space. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I guess a little bit about me on the lighter note, um, mint chip <laughs> ice cream is my favorite. So I love that. I also love me a really, really good 2008 Cabernet Sauvignon from mm. um, Napa Valley. Yeah. Super velvety, super just gorgeous. It's really hard to find these days. I know for myself, I drank most of my 2008 back in 2010. Um, <laughs> couldn't save it. Couldn't save it. Couldn't save it. Um, what else? Uh, I'm like a lizard. Like I need to be somewhere hot. Um, I'm like I a lizard. That. I'm like a lizard. <laughs> I'm like a lazy lizard. I need to be, I need to be somewhere hot, laying down in the sun on a rock, just tanning my ass away. Uh, haven't been doing that lately because it's getting thanks, more thanks and COVID. more bronze by the second. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> thanks to COVID that hasn't been happening. Um, you look tan next to me 24 seven. So you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. 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 What else? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm allergic to bullshit. <laughs> you are. You guys will hear that in the official intro next week. I actually decided just like <laughs> mid flow here that we're going to cut right into this episode the way we started recording. <laughs> so what you guys heard when this episode started was we were supposed to be <laughs> <laughs> recording the final take of our new intro together. And I kicked off real fucking strong and Joe was ready to go. And she skipped a couple lines. <laughs> it was like, you know, go for Joe. Let's go. And I just like, and I'm just, oh, <laughs> it's not my turn. <laughs> I was I like, mean... Joe, your name's not in front of that part. Aren't you reading the paper? <laughs> You know, this is the first time I've been in front of a, com a computer since like Thursday. So I know you've been moving. She's literally been moving all week, guys. Like her, her little office space behind her is like not even totally set up. She's got all her not stuff. Even. Like, yeah, it's cool. It's all in process and it's all messy and it's all fucking perfect. And that is why I'm like, you know what, what could be more, what could be more poetic a start than that? So totally. <laughs> you guys totally. will hear the beautiful, clean, professionally mm. edited, uh, unofficially professional because it was me, but <laughs> I've gotten better at it this than last year. You'll get the nice clean intro next week. So stay tuned for yeah. that. Um, I'm trying to think of like other fun rapid fire things that we could mm. like tell about you so that they can like, do you have any siblings? Oh, I do have siblings. I have an older brother who's eight years older than me and an older sister who's 10 years older than me. Funny thing about that or not really so funny, but um, I actually never really realized I had siblings. <laughs> my siblings grew up in the Philippines. And although I know my parents told me about them, I have pictures with them when I was like five, seven, you know, throughout those ages when I'd go back to the Philippines and visit them. My first real core memories with them was formed when I was 10 and 12, when they first moved here from the Philippines. And so for a long time, I think just 
in my body, whatever I embodied, I thought I was like the only child just because I didn't have them during that core period. So yeah, I have some siblings. They're really awesome. Um, we're not very close at all and that's okay. I've had to learn actually. So a little thing, like just, just to go a little, like to add some context about just like the Filipino culture, there's so much weighed on family within the Filipino culture. And that's, that's very true for a lot of immigrant, um, immigrant folks. And so, um, you know, when I, when I first kind of got reacquainted or reintroduced to my brother and sister, this concept of family was very trite for me because they weren't part of my family growing up. So I didn't really know what that meant. Um, and it was really hard for me to kind of assimilate or for all of us assimilate in this like grouping of family, but they are family. They're, they're, they're what I like to say. I love them at a distance. Yes. Yeah. Because I love them. They're great but at a distance. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of people listening right now would echo that sentiment about their own families. Yeah, <laughs> I love my family, awesome. but at like 400 plus miles. <laughs> and least. I also just wanted to say that because I just want to give permission for that. Like if anybody feels like they have to have this like closeness with their siblings, I have, I have friends that have turned into sisters for me and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. So yeah, just, I used to have a lot of guilt and shame around that. And mm -hmm. now I'm just like, this is just what it is. And there's, I can fully accept it and embrace yeah. it. Well, and I think there's a lot of beauty in releasing that, like releasing those individuals from that pressure and those expectations as well, so that they can just be like who they are. Like yeah. there's always beauty in that. And it just takes the shittiness out of it for everybody. And you know, all jokes about 400 miles of distance required aside, like I do love all of my siblings and I miss them a lot. And there are definitely times when I wish that we lived closer, but I think family as a whole, it's easier to, it's easier to deal with a little bit of space. Boundaries are good and, you know, physical boundaries help and yeah, that's all right. Super healthy. That's yeah. okay. It is super healthy, super mm -hmm. healthy. And I, and I agree, like I have never, and it, you know, I think part of this too comes from American culture somewhat where, you know, I don't really subscribe to the blood is thicker than water. It's like mm. family are the people who show up for you. Family yeah. are the people who are there when you need them to be. And if you're not like, I don't give a shit if you're not related to me. Like I have people who are related to me. They are not my family. Like mm. I do not claim them. They have never been here for me. They have never seen, they don't even know me. Yeah. Meanwhile, I have, you know, chosen family who would fly anywhere in the world to get me out of prison for speaking my mind too openly. So <laughs> <laughs> Chosen family is the best. Chosen family is the best. It's funny that you say speaking prison because I actually got this like weird telemarketer phone call where they were telling me there was like a case and then like an arrest warrant out for me. And I was like, oh, do course. I need to speak a lawyer? <laughs> I was like, what the hell did I do no, now? I got a cool, I got a great scam call about somebody trying to access um, my social security number and I needed to call them back to like secure it. And I was yeah. like, oh yeah. So I'm just going to call you and give you my social real cash over the phone so you can <laughs> confirm that it's secure. That sounds good. Yeah. Like, you really thought sketch. through this one. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That was like one of those moments he was like, mm, arrest me bitches. Yeah. I was like, if, yeah, come, come find me. Um, come find um, me. I moved. Fun fact. I am impervious to scams like that. So much so that when, um, an arrest, a, a warrant actually was out for my arrest. Like I didn't, <laughs> I did not pay any attention because I was like, why the fuck would somebody be trying to arrest me? 
And that's a story for another time. It's like way more boring than you would think given the headline, but essentially there was just a little confusion over like a ticket and it all got worked out, but it was, um, I was like, yeah, there's no way cops were having to so co- cops were here looking for you. And I was like, Oh, weird. Wonder why. And then I went You're about like, my life. Oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. But no, I literally didn't know why I was like, Oh, wonder why I went about my life. And I wouldn't have known unless I got pulled oh over two God. months later. And then it all came into, <laughs> came into view. Talk about that another time. Uh, what's your favorite color, Joe? Mm, indigo. Mm, oh, oh indigo. actually. What? Uh, Are you sure? No, because I'm like. <laughs> you don't own a single indigo thing. <laughs> indigo is like my ultimate, like deeply, okay. deeply favorite, favorite color? color. Okay. I think it's my spirit color. Okay, that's your spirit color. But my color. current favorite color is that hunter green, like the bean that I'm currently wearing. more and accurate. And your leather jacket. The, yeah. Like, yep, yep. Yep. Everywhere. Okay. That's, everywhere that's right what I was thinking. All right. I was yeah. like, I don't know you at all. <laughs> indigo. <laughs> Yeah, I think indigo is my spirit color for sure. Color. But okay. yes. Okay. <laughs> Good. All right. Let me think. What else? What favorite else sex position? Like yeah. Um, well, do you have to pick one? I have multiple. Uh, that's why I would never ask you what your favorite sex toy is because that would be just too mean. <laughs> oh my God. Somebody asked me that. Somebody was like, if you were deserted on an I island. I had to pick one. It's the weird phone one. That's the one, one you would pick, would you right? Bring? No, I was like. But you need that something is, that penetrates. So. That is like such a weird. I, I don't know if I could just choose one. You're trying to ask a polyam girl like to choose one. I don't know if I could do that. Um, but if I did have one that I needed to choose, it would be the one from, um, shock and it's called the Viper mm. and yes. it has a beautiful like curve to it and three little kind of like beads at the bottom for like just delicious like penetration and ass play and it's it's just it's made with black obsidian so it just Gorgeous. clears and gives you protection it's amazing <laughs> it's been broken twice so i still need to get a replacement hint hint if any of you guys want to send me one if hey. anybody wants to send a viper <laughs> to joe's new address we will House not give gift. it to you publicly but <laughs> if you pass a background check <laughs> <laughs> Housewarming present. Housewarming. Vagina warming present. Vagina warning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Hello. What else do they need to know? I'm like, do we need to pull a, oh, we should tell them this because it's fun. We mm. also decided that we decided together, group decision, that we are going to do a fun segment. We're trying it on for size. We're, We're going to do a fun on. segment at the end of our convos where we are pulling random cards from different games, like conversation Mm -hmm. cards and asking the guests those questions. So instead of asking a set of predictable questions that everyone has to answer the, the, everyone has to answer, everyone has to answer something different. And then we also have to answer it. Right. That puts us on the spot because (laughs) neither one of us have time to sit and study and prepare answers for those cards. Yeah, it's been really fun to record some of those. It's and been also, hilarious. we had some guests like turn it around on us and yeah. actually ask us. Oregon did that to us. Things. You'll hear that, that in like, awesome. yeah. Two, yeah, like next week or, yeah, next week. Yeah. Next yeah. week, you'll awesome. have to hear Morgan flip around some questions on us. Morgan Cecil will come back for the second time. Um, <laughs> do you have any cards that we need to, do you know where your cards are? are I mean, packed? I don't know where the cards are wow, at the before moment. Our, yeah, need to get those out before <laughs> our next episode. Yeah, they'll be out. I just, just just don't know where they are at the moment. Um, you know, I think like one of the things that I guess is is top of mind right now. If if I think about like the biggest lesson learned for me in 2021, or like the biggest thing that I'm learning to just lean into is this is this concept of surrendering. 
I'm a strong fucking woman and I normally can do a lot of things on my own. And I love being independent. I love creating projects on my own. But this year has really been a year of surrendering that to inviting bigger and greater things, such as this podcast. Um, And even some of the projects that I have with other women down the line of just group coaching programs I'm developing are are happening with with other women that I'm I'm co-collaborating with. And it feels very weird because it's a new space for me. And it's also very healing because I've had some wounds around relationships with women in the past. And there's a lot of things that have been happening. Like even the relationship that you and I have has been healing a lot of those deep wounds. So I guess like when I think about like the theme of this year, like the lesson or, you know, the whatever I'm trying to unlearn is like the concept of surrendering is not necessarily a passive act, but it's an actual active act. Mm. surrendering is active. It's choosing to surrender. It's also choosing to relinquish some of the control so that you can allow for the universe to just create magic with you. And it's a dance. It's a, it's a beautiful, like synergistic combination of moves. And it's been one that has been challenging for me to do because there's a lot of things I need to surrender in my own self to allow for space for other people to create with me. But it's also been wonderful to witness because things have been happening so much quicker mm. when I actually surrender some of that. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm stoked to see it. I'm stoked yeah. to see what that looks like. Yeah. Mm, that's incredible. And what else on the fun note? I don't really know. I know. I mean, well, I, I was going to ask you the question that you love asking everybody else. Oh yeah. What Joe is mm. your deepest desire for mm. nothing confidential? You know, I think my deepest desire for nothing confidential, and we talked about this before. Um, I just, I want to give a space for people to feel like permission fucking granted, like permission to be permission to think permission to expand my deepest desire is to grow this podcast and not grow by size, but grow it by heart mm-hmm. and by intention and grow it with purpose and passion so that the lives that we touch, the ears that we, you know, that we get to grace and the the hearts and the minds and all those things, like we just give opportunities to women and folks who are listening to unlock parts of themselves that they just never knew needed to be unlocked Mm. and to release the parts of themselves that made them feel trapped in the conditioning or even in the belief systems that they had about what it means to have a relationship with your body, what it means to have a relationship with yourself, what it means to have a relationship with people. I just want people to fucking be free to think. Mm to express themselves. That's my biggest, that's my deepest desire for this podcast. I just want people to fucking be free. Me yeah. too, sister. Me too. It. <sighs> mm. I don't think we need to say anything else guys. No, that's like just, a, that is a peek yeah. into the <laughs> cosmic abyss. That is Joe. <laughs> that is Joanne mm. Portia, her mm. real name. That's a real I name. I am Joanne Portia. Yes. <laughs> and I'm excited. We're excited. We love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming back. Thank Thank you for downloading and subscribing and sharing with your villages. Like we appreciate the love and support so much. And we are sending it back out to you guys a million times over. (laughs) Hi, Olivia. Sweet babe hugs. (laughs) We (laughs) We cannot wait. All right. 
that's it from us. We'll see you next week. Peace y'all. Thank you guys so much for listening. If this conversation tickled your fancy, opened your mind, or gave you permission to simply express yourself a little more authentically. Be sure to share with a friend, rate us on Apple Podcasts, follow on Spotify, or subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. 